0: Hey there everybody, this is Joe Donahue with Bird's Nest Podcast today. Here it is Monday, March 27th, and while it is at the time of recording a little bit past 5 o'clock here in the Philadelphia area, it is about 3 o'clock in the afternoon over in Arizona where the NFL owners are undergoing the NFL's annual meeting. So we wanted to take a moment today really to just talk through what are some of the major storylines, where are the developments that are going on with this, what is coming down the pipeline both for the league, what, how does this look for the Eagles, we wanted to take a moment to talk about all of that. So. Please feel free to like and subscribe to Bird's Nest Media here on YouTube or on the podcast. Uh, You can also check us out at birdsnestmedia.com as we have more information and as certain stories break surrounding this, we will definitely keep you posted on those moves. Um, We're also trying to stay on top of the free agency market and how that is going. So as those stories break, please again, feel free to like and subscribe. Stay tuned, stay posted, we will bring you updates as soon as we have them. So the NFL is going through its annual owners meeting, the annual meeting that where there are going to be some proposals that are going to be discussed uh, among the team. There are a number of stories that are really, really big, really, really important for the Eagles. Um, and for the league as a whole. So let's talk about what those are. And certainly the biggest one that's looming, this is one of those things that's looming off to the side. We don't really have any news yet, but it's definitely going to be a topic of conversation among the owners, is the potential sale of the Washington Commanders. Uh, Certainly an NFC East rival for the Eagles. The Commanders have been plagued by problems among the ownership particularly Dan Snyder, who reports are saying is actually not at the owner's meeting himself. Uh, Tara Snyder is at the owner's meeting in attendance there. Likely to answer any questions, likely to talk about that, but that is going to be a conversation that is going to be private among the owners. The owners will have to approve of any sale, any financials that are going to need to occur, need to be present. So the NFL really will not have a ton of news surrounding that until there's actual news to share. But it is a big storyline because the NFL doesn't really change owners all that frequently. I mean, all you got to do is look at Jeffrey Lurie who bought the team almost 30 years ago. He's still the owner of the team and the team has done well. And for the owners, as long as the team makes the money, which NFL teams generally do, it is oftentimes difficult for an owner to really sort of contemplate selling a team. But with immense public pressure, Dan Snyder is looking to move on at this point and find another buyer. Um, that pressure is even coming from the owners uh, themselves. There is no buyer reported as of yet. Again, this is going to be a topic of closed door sessions. This is probably not gonna be a topic that's voted on this meeting. This will probably be something that is brought up formally this upcoming May. So the spring owners meeting will happen at the end of May. That will likely be when the next round of these kinds of conversations will occur. So that's gonna be a big story when that happens. The other big story that is coming, again, from a league standpoint are rules changes. Every year, the NFL owners are allowed to submit rules for consideration uh, for the upcoming year. In addition, the NFL's competition committee releases rule changes. We've touched on them, certainly, as we're going in. Um, I had an opportunity to talk with a spokesperson for the NFL Uh, and he did confirm that these will come up for votes at this meeting, although some of them may get tabled to May. We're not 100% sure what it is. It all depends on how the owners are talking, how the owners are conversing. Um, But Philly actually wound up submitting two for consideration for this offseason. The first is the addition of the number zero, Uh, as a number that can be used for certain players. The NFL regulates exactly which players can use which numbers. The Eagles proposed a rule to allow for some more flexibility in that and, in addition, include the number zero as a number that players can pick. This is definitely something that might not necessarily matter too much. Certainly, it will matter more among jersey sales and for uh, players coming up from college. Uh, coming into the NFL draft. They would be able to select new numbers. It probably would not impact current players so much unless they switch teams. Um, But zero would become a number for an eligible receiver should that proposal get approved. The other big one, which is definitely something that's interesting, it's something that was proposed two years ago at the 2020 NFL owners meeting. Uh, It was the Fourth and 20 instead of an onside kick. So the way that this would work, the way that the rule is is structured as it was submitted by Jeffrey Lurie, uh, is that the fourth and 20 play could be used in place of an onside kick. So what would happen is the ball would be spotted at the 20-yard line. The offense would have one try because it would be considered fourth down. This would happen after a score. And what would happen would be the scoring team would have the opportunity to try and convert a fourth and 20 into a first down. If they're successful in getting the ball from the 20-yard line to the 40-yard line, then they get the ball and they're able to march down the field and maybe make the game a little bit more exciting um, because the rate of successful onside kicks – has plummeted over the course of the last five years. The Eagles proposed that maybe the NFL should take a page out of some of the NFL's competitor professional organizations and implement possibly this fourth and 20 instead of an onside kick rule. Um, There are a couple rules surrounding who can use it. First off, you have to be down in the score. So you can't be tied. You can't be ahead. Um... You can't. You must be behind on the scoreboard, and you can only use it twice during the game. So you can use it at any point in time during the game, as long as you're behind on the scoreboard, but you can only use it twice. So if you burn it early in the game, you would have to go to an onside kick at that point, And you can always use an onside kick. The rule is never is not structured to prohibit that as a play. The other proposal that the Eagles put forward was making an adjustment to the game clocks to require the game clocks to display tenths of seconds uh, in the final 30 seconds of each half. Uh, An interesting proposal for sure um, there that would create potentially some more timing differences. It would allow for um, that extra second to be timed out uh, in that final, final second of the game. I'd be very interested to see how it plays out, especially given how the fact that timing can be reviewable in the final two minutes of the half. So that is definitely something to be interested in. That's certainly something that's going to be sought feedback from the officiating crews, uh, from the officiating department at the league. Um, I'm not really a big fan of that just as a principle, but there are other things that have been proposed that I'm not a fan of. Um, I do like the 4th and 20 proposal. I do think that that will create a little bit more competitiveness in the game. So we will see what happens with that. When the Eagles proposed that a couple years ago, the owners were a little bit wishy-washy. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that one getting approved this time. Some other things to note. These were rules that were proposed by the competition committee specifically, Uh, Most of the other rule proposals by teams had to do with instant replay and what was instant replay allowed to do. Um, Whereas for these other things, these were proposed directly by the competition committee. Uh, These are things that, as I was reviewing the proposals, they kind of stuck out to me. Uh, The biggest one that stuck out to me was the 25-yard line is now the touchback spot for punts under a rules proposal that the NFL Owners will vote on this week. This is something that I have seen as a long time coming, Uh, a touchback to occur uh, on a kickoff. It would put the ball at the 25 yard line for a touchback to occur on the punt right now. It would be at the 20. Um, So punts were always kind of an anomaly. The NFL is kind of trying to move away from a kicking game, from a legitimate kicking game um, just because of safety reasons. This kind of aligns with that as a as a proposal. Um, again, the the same reason why the kickoff was moved to the 25-yard line was to encourage more uh, touchbacks uh, to occur. Before the NFL moved the touchback spot on kickoffs from the 20 to the 25-yard line, you saw more returns out of the end zone. The NFL, taking a page out of the whole player safety thing, moved the – kickoff line from the 20 to the 25, and now we see a lot more touchbacks occurring. The NFL might be trying to do similarly with punts. Um, It is a lot more difficult for punts to go into the end zone, um, but it does happen. Um, So it does increase a little bit of a penalty on the kicking team, on the punting team, uh, if this rule change were to go into effect. I do think that it's probably going to wind up passing. We'll see what happens on that front there. Um, but this has been a long time coming. The one that I am really opposed to, just personally as a uh, as a football fan, is this one. This um, was a rule change that was proposed by the competition committee under the guise of player safety. And what this was is that a fair catch on a free kick, which is Defined as a kickoff or a safety kick. So a kick after a safety is scored. Um, That is fair caught behind the 25-yard line. The ball would be spotted at the 25-yard line. This is not something that I am a fan of. In principle, that would create a lot more fair catch situations on kickoffs. And it almost kind of penalizes you for having a really good kicker. Uh, For somebody who can drop the ball in at the two-yard line or the one-yard line, also the receiver has to do is fair catch the ball, catch the ball, and now they're at the 25, and why are we doing it? There does need to be a dividing line there for touchbacks, and I do think that the end zone is the appropriate thing there. We should not be awarding touchbacks to people who are fair catching on kickoffs behind the 25-yard line, my opinion. We'll see what happens there. I'm not a fan of this. The next proposal that uh, was put in there that kind of caught my eye is that there was one cut day for the preseason. So the NFL teams are allowed to have a 90-ish man roster um, going into the preseason. But over the course of the preseason, there are cuts that are made to get the team down to a 53-man roster. Uh, and that 53 man roster is what they have to have in place by the start of the regular season. There's a specific cutoff date. It does happen at the beginning of every season. It's usually a couple of days after the last preseason game. The proposal is to do away with those sort of tiers and then just make it sort of like a cliff cut at. Um, on such and such a date after all the preseason games are done. Usually it's that week before Labor Day uh, because that week before Labor Day um, is sort of effectively a rest week for teams to be able to um, make those final adjustment changes uh, and then they go into Labor Day and then uh, the NFL season typically starts the Sunday after Labor Day, the NFL regular season at least. So, it's probably It would probably wind up being that cut day um, would be just the one cut day. Um, that one's going to be interesting to watch. I'm not sure that this is going to be something that's going to hold. Um, we will see. If, there's probably going to be a lot of input from coaches and GMs uh, that are being sought on this proposal. Uh, this was one that was put forward by the competition committee, so we'll see what happens on that front there. Um, So those are some of the more major rules proposals that are going to be considered over the course of the owner's meeting. Uh, We will see what happens as those get considered and voted on. Uh, Again, some of them the uh, NFL did confirm could get tabled until May. So we will see what happens on that front. Uh, Notably absent from the rules proposals was something that was aired, and we talked about this uh in uh, the article that was posted on birdsnestmedia.com which again i encourage you to make sure that you're watching regularly uh we do post there and we post those articles on our social media facebook and twitter feeds so uh, please make sure that you like bird's nest media on facebook and subscribe at bird's nest fb on twitter for more written content the one thing that we did note that was missing was what's referred to as the tush push um This is, it's a colloquial name for the style of quarterback sneak that the Eagles have run with really good success over the course of the 2022 to 23 NFL season, uh, where basically it's just Jalen Hurts would line up in the quarterback sneak format and then he would get the ball and then the two running backs behind him would push him forward and the offensive line would just move, and it's likely to gain one or two yards. Uh, The Eagles ran that with tremendous success over the course of the 22 to 23 NFL season, so much so that the NFL considered banning it. Um, But a rule that would ban the uh, quote-unquote tush push was nowhere to be found when the final rules proposals that are coming before the owners was dropped last week. So... It is something of note there. A couple of other stories, maybe more specific to the Eagles at this point. Um, The NFL annual meeting is going to be the time when Jeffrey Lurie is going to speak to the media. It's usually the one time of the year when he does. He doesn't really talk to the media all that much anymore. Um, He used to, in his younger days, as as a more up-and-coming NFL owner. But now that he's kind of established himself, he's in his 70s, which is hard to believe for somebody who grew up uh, before he was... I was born technically before he became the owner of the Eagles. So it's definitely hard to believe that he has uh, spent almost 30 years as the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles and that uh, he's in his 70s and it's... uh, um, Something like, or things of that nature. Yeah, he is a, the fact that he is now a seasoned NFL owner, he doesn't spend as much time talking to the media. So he did do it, of course, in the locker room following the NFC Championship game. Um, he spoke certainly on the field as well there. Um, so he speaks in the locker room. He he will also take the podium uh, this week Uh, over the course of the next couple of days to talk specifically about what is happening with the Eagles, what happened over the course of this past season, um, what is going to happen in the future. Um, Certainly things that will probably wind up coming up will be the reintroduction of the Kelly Green uniforms. Uh, It was under Jeffrey's tenure that the Midnight Green was introduced as opposed to the Kelly Green. Since his divorce, he has been trying to bring that back. We'll see what happens on that front there. It's likely he will introduce those uniforms to the Eagles in this upcoming season. Um, That's also likely the reason why the word mark was changed. As you may recall, uh, during the last year's offseason, the word mark changed. So, there was sort of during that early tenure, the nineties, the two thousands, the two thousand tens, uh and now into the uh uh into the uh early part of the twenty twenties, um that wordmark was that Eagles with the little arch uh Eagles logo. Um the 2022 twenty twenty uh two to twenty twenty three NFL season saw the Eagles introduce a more modern version, quote unquote, of the Eagles wordmark, um, which many, many fans were not a fan of, but I do think it might be tied to the, ke- to the impending Kelly Green change, um, or at least the introduction of the Kelly Green as an alternate uniform. It's my suspicion, just kind of thinking about it. Um, but I do think that that's probably going to be coming up uh, in this upcoming season, uh, the reason for the delay because the rule that was prohibiting the Eagles from doing this uh, that was removed during the last off season, uh, where there had to be a one helmet for each player, um, that was removed. So the Eagles tried to get that happen, or get that to change, uh, but Nike did not have the right color. Uh, so Nike was the reason behind it not being introduced this year. Um it is possible that it will come into play in this upcoming offseason. Um or in this offseason that we're in right now for this upcoming NFL season, we shall see what happens there. Um we're also expecting Howie Roseman uh and possibly Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni was not in the NFL coaches picture that is taken customarily at this Uh, NFL um, owners meeting this year Um, so unfortunately Nick Sirianni was not there so he was not part of the picture Um, it is possible we might see him later on this week Um, Sirianni is slated to speak to the media uh, on uh, Tuesday we will certainly have coverage of that uh, once that becomes available Siriani will, will speak to the media, and Howie is going to speak to the media. Uh, and Howie is going to be one that we're going to want to listen to because Howie will be able to talk a little bit about some of the things that have happened over the course of this free agency period. Uh, we're going to talk, certainly, I'm sure he's going to speak about uh, what's happened during free agency, and we're going to Monday morning quarterback just as a, as a fan base through the media to um howie roseman about certain things like what happened with uh chauncey gardner johnson and his departure um some of the extensions that we've made remember the eagles did not make a ton of free agent acquisitions he did how he did however um make a few make a bunch of extensions uh certainly the old guard quote unquote has been retained brandon graham jason kelsey Uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, also extending players like Boston Scott, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Lane Johnson. Brett Toth is a late addition to the extensions and restructures list. Um, So those are players that have been extended. Um, New players that are joining the team, Rashad Penny. Uh, Yes, he's been injury prone. Yes, this is a prove-it deal. But in the games that he's played, he's done really, really well. Marcus Mariota coming in to back up a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, finally getting him on board. Uh, Greedy Williams, Justin Evans, Nicholas Moreau, and Terrell Edmonds, again, uh, somebody who joined the team late last week. Um, That is definitely something of note here. So those six new player signings, um, but it's all rivaled by the departures and it will be interesting to hear how he's takes on these players that have left and what's going to happen and where does he see the holes that he's going to need to fill. And when he's looking at that, whether he's going to pursue them via free agency or through the draft, the Eagles do have six draft picks this year. Uh, They have two in the first round as certainly has been discussed among the Eagles circles over the course of the last year. Uh, The number 10 overall is one of those two that comes via the New Orleans Saints. Uh, And then the number 30 overall, it's officially the 31st pick in the order. However, the Miami Dolphins forfeited their first round pick as a part of anti-tampering violations that they – incurred during the previous offseason in regards to their interaction and trying to get Tom Brady to join their team. Uh, That was a violation, and the Buccaneers found out about it, reported it, it was a whole thing. Uh, So as a part of their punishment for that, the Dolphins do not have a first-round pick this year. So... They would, so that's why the Eagles pick is officially in the order as the 30th overall. Uh, the Eagles also have a second and a third round pick. So they will pick on each of the three days. They will pick twice on the first round, twice when the second and third round airs. Uh, and then they will not pick again until the seventh round when they have their final two picks of the draft. Uh, so they do not have a ton of draft capital. It will be interesting to hear how Howie is going to utilize that draft capital that they have to see how they're going to be, how the Eagles are going to be the best team that the Eagles can be uh, this upcoming year. Uh, Again, an important part of that might be that the 10th overall pick might get traded and might get traded down. Um, Might even trade out of the first round with that 10th overall. It would be hard to leave the 10th or leave entirely with uh, two first round picks. Uh, but the Eagles might try to trade back a little bit, maybe get a mid round first round pick as opposed to a top 10, uh, maybe trade another first round pick for a player that they might be interested in or maybe some more draft capital. Uh, so that way they can utilize that draft capital this year, maybe get some more picks, especially in those fourth, fifth rounds where the Eagles will not be present. So it will be interesting to hear the Eagles talk about that. So those are certainly some of the bigger storylines that are going into this owner's meeting here. Um, Again, this is going to be certainly more focused on things that are happening among the league, but the Eagles have an impact, uh, and the Eagles will be impacted by each of these stories. If we're no... even the commander's sale, if for no other reason than the commanders might actually get an owner that cares about the team and wants to see the team grow, and that could be a challenge for the Eagles. So we'll see what happens. Please, of course, as I've said throughout this episode, stay tuned to Bird's Nest Media, whether you visit birdsnestmedia.com or the Bird's Nest podcast on our website uh, or on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find Bird's Nest Media. All of our content will always be available for you for free 24-7, 365. That having been said, if you feel inspired to give us a little bit of financial support, you can do so via Patreon. That's certainly our uh, preferred method. You can find the link for that on our website, birdsnestmedia.com. Just click on Support Bird's Nest Media. That'll take you right there. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find the tip function there. Um, any support I am definitely not worthy of, uh, and am incredibly grateful for. So thank you so much for that support, especially for liking and subscribing, um, and sharing that would be really, really helpful to this channel, but thank you all so much for watching. I'm Joe Donahue. Let's go Eagles.